Father, we thank You today for the Word of God. We thank You that, Lord, as we yield to Your Word, it will produce much fruit in our life. Lord, Your Word has the power to change us and transform us and heal us and help us, Lord God. And so today we yield to the ministry of the Word of God. And we thank You, Lord God, for the benefit and the fruit thereof. And everyone said... Amen. As you know, we finished up a series last Sunday about the fruit of the Spirit. Not the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. The reason we went through all of that is because it's certainly a part of us uh, growing spiritually. And so that's where we've been and we're going to continue on with a, in, a, in a new vein this morning. I want to begin a series with you today called Awakening the Warrior Within. Everyone say, Warrior Within. Whether you realize it or not, there's something on the inside of you that needs to come out. Some good, some bad. But all of us on some level need to realize that there is a warrior on the inside of us. A spiritual soldier in the army of God. Everyone say, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. You remember that? You don't have to say it. We are. We really are. Uh, and and the Word of God will clarify that. But I think sometimes many of us find ourselves on the sidelines when it comes to spiritual warfare. And so for the next few Sundays, we're going to begin to talk about this and how we need to awaken the warrior within us. Uh, everyone say, awaken the warrior within. Our keynote uh, verse or verses is in Joel chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. I would encourage you, even though I'm going to show it to you, I would encourage you to turn to this in your Bible. You need to see this in the Bible. Let me just say, uh, for the all the electronic Bible people, that's great, that's good. you got all kinds of translations on your Bible. But I would encourage you not to forsake that in totality. Uh, uh, and for, pardon me, forsake the actual written page uh, uh, over just mere electronic uh, Scripture. But there's something about the written Word that helps us. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Let's, let's read this together. And my choice of font, it's a little faded, but I think you can do it. You can follow. We'll try to fix that. Maybe I'll make it white next week. Here we go. Let's read. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let's read this together. And ladies, let me just say, you don't, you, you, you are not dismissed today because it didn't say let all the men and women. How many of you know all of us are men and women of war? Amen. So, understand that. Let's read it. In fact, I see y'all are looking so comfy. Aren't you feeling comfy? Let's stand together and read this one more time. I want you to get this. I want you to memorize this. I want you to let it set up. This is where we're going to be for the next few Sunday mornings. Here we go. Out loud and proud. Here we go. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you so much. This is a prophetic end times prophecy. How many of you realize we're living in the end of days? Only Jim. Let me try that. How many of you realize we're living in the end of days? This is the last days. You say, how do you know? Because the Bible tells me so. 
In fact, the Bible says in this same book, in, in Joel chapter 2, it says, I, think, I think it's Joel chapter 2, it says, In the last days I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. That happened in Acts chapter 2. You say, how do you know Acts chapter 2 was a prophetic fulfillment of that? Uh, the reason I know that is because when Peter gets up and preached, he said, this, what you see here, this is that, what the prophet Joel prophesied. So in the last days, he, he began to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. So the birthday of the church back in Pentecost. How many of you know Pentecost is the birthday of the church? In the, on the birthday of the church, God turned his prophetic uh, hourglass over and it began an undetermined, unknown uh, time span called the last days. Everyone say we're living in the last days. 1 John chapter 2 says, my children, it is the last hour. I believe if John said it's the last hour, uh, Joel said we're living in the last days and now we've been, uh, you know, a number of years since Pentecost. Uh, and so now we're... We could be in the last hour. We don't know uh, the number of uh, our days on this planet. I've had some friends and, and family and people pass from this life, some unexpectedly. And how many of you know, we just do not know uh, how long we have on planet Earth. And we don't know how long this church has on planet Earth. We're living in the last days. And so there's a prophetic unction upon Joel, who some call a minor prophet. I don't think there's such a thing as a minor prophet. If you got what you said written down and inspired by God and written into the Scripture, you are not a minor prophet. But understand uh, why theologians uh, kind of give that. But certainly, this is profound. And I want to give you today, I want to make some declarations today. I want to make a declaration about the days we live in and about the last days. I want to give you this last day's message for the church. It is this, follow with me. The responsibility of the church is to partner with God's last day's prophetic purposes and go to war. Somebody say, go to war. And go to war against the spiritual forces of wickedness for the sake of the family of faith and His future harvest. It's battle cry time. It's time to go to war. Understand something. In fact, Paul, there's so many places I could go to keep to, uh, affirming this. Paul said in Ephesians 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. You see, most of the battles we face have no face. They have, we don't see them, but we know we're wrestling against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So you need, you and I I need to understand that the days we live in, the last day's message for the church, it's a battle cry time. Everyone say battle cry. It really is. You know, when I was a kid in football, I played, I was the left guard for the fighting mighty Red Oak Hawks. I weighed 130 pounds sopping wet. And so they lied about me on the program. They said I weighed 165 because my coach could not uh, just put in print that his left guard, starting left guard, weighed 130 pounds. But we'd all get in the, in the, in the field house and on the sideline before the game and we'd begin to stir ourselves up. And Isaiah talks about God or Jesus. He stirs ourselves up like a man of war. Amen. It's battle cry time. And this is the responsibility of the church. This is not just the preacher's job, as we'll see. It's not just the, you know, in fact, you go to this passage, he says, beat your plowshares into swords. That means just everyday folk, laborers, family workers, field workers, all of us. It's time to go to war. Are you with me? Say amen. So I'm trying to stir you up this morning to realize 
that your biggest battle in life is not just, you know, blue belt. Come on now. Your biggest battle in life is not just trying to be a nice guy or a nice person. Our biggest battle is against the powers of darkness. And so I want to give you a warning this morning. Warning, warning. Everyone listen carefully. Here's a warning, spiritual warning. If we refuse to involve ourselves in the exercise of spiritual warfare, our defeat is certain. Our future is forfeited. And the harvest of God is sorely limited. Let's read this out loud again, just so you catch this warning. If we refuse to involve ourselves in the exercise of spiritual warfare, our defeat is certain, our future is forfeited, and the harvest of God is sorely limited. Let me just say, just for the sakes of our children and our children's children, my goodness gracious, uh, the devil wants to steal and kill and destroy your kids. Josh, you do realize that, don't you? He, he doesn't like your kid. Let me just tell you, you know, we, we all love Rhett Daniel. You know, the devil doesn't like Rhett Daniel. He doesn't love Rhett Daniel. He doesn't care about Rhett Daniel. His greatest desire with Rhett Daniel would be to steal, kill, and destroy him. But we as God's people, as family of faith, we take our stand. And as parents and as, as grandparents and as church folk, we got to realize that the devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy. And we have a responsibility and a requirement by God to engage the enemy. And fight the fight of faith, as Paul said. And so I want to warn you about that today. I want to challenge you today to realize that God is causing us, calling us all to awaken the warrior within. Amen. I want to give you seven thoughts today from this passage. Seven thoughts about this passage just to begin to stir you up today and engage your thoughts and your spirit and your mind into the, uh, uh, the, 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 the warfare that God has for us. And here they are. The first one that I see in these last days, really not just from this passage of Scripture. In fact, let me find my way to Joel because I'm not there. I hope you're there. Are you in Joel? If if you're in Joel, I want to show you something as we introduce this thought. The, the things that I see from Joel in this last day's uh, uh, responsibility to awaken the warrior within. The first one is this. As his last day's disciples, we must. Everyone say, we must. In other words, you know, I talk to you about options and you know choices you you chose to be here and and you may or may not choose to be here on Wednesday when we begin our growth groups together uh, uh and and that's our choices but let me just say if you want to be victorious if you don't want to forfeit uh uh your the the spiritual battle over your kids and over your family and your future you must engage yourself everyone say we must here's some things we must do if we're going to awaken the warrior within us. And men, I want to really encourage you to listen up because we may go back over these in the next seven weeks beginning September uh, 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 September 12th. There you go. The first one is this. In these last days, as His last days disciples, if we're going to awaken the warrior within us and step up to the plate and engage the enemy with all the, the, the power and authority that we have in Christ, the first thing we must do is power up. Everyone say power up. Have you ever tried to do anything without the power? Have you ever tried to plug in? In fact, 
I've seen funny videos where people are trying to get things to work and it's unplugged and things like that. But let me tell you something. You and I will never be victorious uh, over the powers of darkness unless we plug into the power of God Almighty. I quoted this scripture to you a few moments ago, but in Joel chapter 2, it says this, verse 28 and 29. He says this uh, about the coming of the Holy Spirit. It shall come to pass. Afterward, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and my maid servants, all the ladies say, Amen. The men servants and the main servant. I need all the men servants to say, Amen. I know I need all the, 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 the maid servants to say, Hallelujah. Oh, that was pretty weak. Maybe. All right. All the maidservants say glory to God. Amen. So we, we need to understand that in these last days, in order to engage the enemy and find ourselves victorious, we must power up. That's what Jesus told the disciples to do in John 14 and 15. They were nervous about his departure, but he knew this was the purpose and plan of God. And he said, if you go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, Acts 1, and after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you'll be powered up. Everybody say powered up. Listen, don't go, don't go out into the world and try to fight the devil without the power. Power up. Everybody say power up. The Holy Ghost. And that's what he said. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will be, you'll be powered up. You'll receive power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Everybody say power up. And if we have, and guys, listen, if we, if we choose this format in the next few weeks, listen guys, we need to do more than just sit soaking sour. We got to power up. It's time to get full of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God the Spirit of God in our life and step out on the, on the, on, oh, what is it in the, in military terms? Step out into the arena of war and take our stand in authority against the demons and devils that are trying to destroy your family, destroy your finances and destroy your church and destroy your future. Come on now. Everybody say power up. The next thing I see, if we're going to be victorious in this warfare that God has called us to, from this passage of Scripture, not only do we need to power up, but we need to speak up. Everybody say, speak up. There's no such thing as a silent witness. You see, the next thing Jesus said in Acts chapter 2, after He said, uh, get powered up, He said, you'll be my witnesses. Look what Joel said. He said, uh, proclaim this among the nations. In other words, speak up. It's time to speak up. Tell somebody. Tell two or three people it's time we speak up around here. Hey, we, we don't want to sit on the sidelines without speaking up and, and, and realizing there's something that God has for us to say. There's something that God has to come out of our mouth. And I'm telling you today, it's the good news and the gospel of Jesus Christ that has the power to overcome every demon, devil, and hell. What did Jesus do? When he was, when he was in the, uh, uh, the battlefield of life on, out in the wilderness being tempted by the devil, he spoke up. He said, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. We've got to speak up. Everybody say, speak up. 
It's time we speak up. Listen, when we speak up under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the devil trembles because we are speaking the word and the will of God. What's been coming out of your mouth? Come on, ask yourself, what's been coming out of my mouth? What have we, what have I been speaking that I shouldn't be speaking? What am I not speaking that I need to be speaking? What is it that God has for me to say? Listen carefully. God has a word, not only for you, but to speak through you for goodness sake. Turn and tell your neighbor, he's talking to us this morning. He's got something for us to say. Spiritual victory does not come by sitting idly on the sidelines and putting a, putting a, 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 a you know, a, a hand over our mouth and just say, well, this is not my place. I'm going to tell you, you, there are demons that, that, that are hovering and, and, and powers of darkness that are hovering around your world that you need to take authority over. Are you with me? Say amen. Everyone say power up. Everyone say speak up. My goodness, I don't think I have time, but if you went to Isaiah 43, I'm just going to do it. Lord, help me. Maybe this is a two-parter. We just Isaiah 43. Let me show you this. This is just an example. Verse 4 and 5. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Fear not, I am with you. I will bring you your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who's called by my name, whom I've created for my glory. Uh, and I could go on, but he said, I'm going to, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to speak. Uh, I'm going to say to the north, give up. I'm not going to hope that the north gives up. I'm not going to hope that the south gives up. I'm not going to hope that the east and west gives up. It's going to come out of my mouth under the authority of God Almighty. I'm going to speak it. Give up the harvest of God. Speak into your family under the authority of God Almighty and take authority in your family and say, devil, you have no place in my home. You have no place in my kids. You have no place in my teenagers' minds or brains. I take authority over you as a man or woman of God and I bind every demon devil in hell that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm taking authority. I'm speaking it out. Devil, it is written. Come on, somebody say amen. Everybody say power up. Everybody say speak up. Number three, oh, it's going to get a little tougher. Everybody say clean up. Let me show this to you. He says, he said, proclaim this among the nations, prepare for war. Now, let me explain. This word prepare for war has of certainty a more spiritual application. He's not talking about literally turning your uh, plows into swords. He's not talking about literally turning your spears or your pruning hooks into spears. He's talking about spiritual warfare. And this word, this word prepare has a spiritual connotation. In fact, it could be translated as sanctified and holy. Prepare for war. Listen, the last thing you need to be doing if you're not clean on the inside is buking the devil. Don't go around trying to buke the devil if you got the devil on the inside of you. 
If you're battling your internal demons, hey, it's clean up and then you can begin to take authority and prepare your heart and prepare your life. That's why we should pray through the model prayer every day of our life. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Clean up. Everybody say you got to clean up. Listen, in this warfare that we face, we're not going to be able to be victorious if we can't get the victory in our own life. How are we going to lead the charge for the victory of those who are out there who are lost and without Christ? we got to clean up. In fact, if you go back to Joel, if you're in Joel, let me show you Joel chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. He hits on this pretty strong. He says this, blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and nursing babes. Let the bridegroom come out of her chamber. Let the bride and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord. And do not give your heritage to reproach. And on and on and on. What's he telling us? What's he saying? He said, hey, in these last days, in this last day's spiritual warfare that we're involved in, you gotta power up, you gotta speak up, and we gotta clean up. You see in scripture, anytime there was a, a sanctification, like he says, sanctify the congregation. Anytime you see, and in fact, throughout Scripture, Exodus 19, I think it has to do with, with the priests. I'm not sure, but Exodus 19 teaches this principle that when God says sanctify, it's not just so we sit around and go, man, I don't speak anymore. Look at me. I'm righteous. No, sanctification is preparation. The, the reason you're sanctified in fact, two words. This is old for some of you. Maybe we're justified when we give our lives to Christ. Boom. Just, just as if I'd never sinned, washed in the blood. But then that begins the process of being sanctified. It's a daily process, process that prepares us. It prepares us not only for heaven, but it prepares us for heaven on earth or for spiritual warfare in this life. And so when I, in this context today, listen, there's a spiritual battle going on in the heavenlies. God has a place for us. We got to take our place in the spiritual warfare. We can't sit on the sidelines of this battle and expect to walk in on other people's warfare tactics. We've got to take our place and we've got to Clean up. How many of you think the preacher needs to clean up? How many of you appreciate the elder need to clean up? The people, the ch- all of us. Sanctified. Prepared for war. Everybody say power up. Everybody say clean up. Everybody say wake up. Oh, I miss. Everybody say speak up. And then the next one is wake up. Look around, make sure nobody's dozing. Make sure. Everybody say, wake up! Oh man, I saw the cutest little thing. Laura, pardon me, but I'm a new granddad. Did y'all, did y'all know I, I got a new grandson? If you didn't know, I wanted to, I almost brought this video to show you today. Not as any illustration, just to brag. But, but Laura's waking up little, Daniel. he likes to sleep. He likes to sleep and eat. 
Wake up and every smile. Wake up. How many of you know that won't last long? Especially with four. Laura won't have time to go in there. Josiah, it's time to get up. Giddy man, it's time to get up. Maybe there's four of them. It won't be long before downstairs she will holler upstairs, Kid! Wake up! Time to get up! And for us today, I think it's the same. What does it, what did Joel say when he, when he proclaimed this last day? He said, proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. All the mighty men and women of God say hallelujah. Wake up the mighty men. Listen, mighty, you might be a mighty man or a mighty woman of God, but you may have slipped into a, a, a slumberous state spiritually where you are drowsy and where you're just laying there in your own little world going, no, make me wake up. I just want to lay here and enjoy the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. No, there's coming a, hey, we're going to blow the trumpet here. It's time to wake up. Somebody say, wake up. Shake somebody around. Josh, you're going to have to get closer to somebody. Shake somebody around you. Shake them like they're asleep. Come on, shake them like they're asleep. Dennis, reach up and and, and wake up Mark. He may be asleep. Shake him. Everybody shake somebody. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Man, I almost sound like T.D. Jakes right there. Wake up. Wake up the mighty men. Let let me just say, the satanic seduction has always been to sedate the saints with the intoxicating effects of self-satisfaction. You see, if he can't kill you, he just will lull you to sleep. Because if you're asleep, you're just dead already. Let me show, let me show you Ephesians. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slip over there. Let me read you this. Ephesians, I think it's 5. I'll find it in a second. Uh, I wasn't prepared for this, but I'll get there. Ephesians, look what he says uh, in chapter 2. It's not 5. Let me make sure. If it, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ephesians five fourteen. It was five. He said uh, five uh, eight. He talks about walking in darkness and and the fruit of the spirit in our life. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Uh, but then he goes on down where it is shameful even to speak of these things. But all these things are exposed. And, and then he goes down to verse fourteen. Awake, you who sleep, and arise from the what. In other words, if you're asleep spiritually, you're just like a dead man. Awake, you who sleep and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Somebody say amen. It's time to wake up. Everybody say wake up. We're, the, the devil has, 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 has caused us. He's still, how many of you, after you've had a big old meal, a big old meal, ooh, how many of you like big old meals? You just love a big old meal. What happens after the big old meal? It's nap time. Now, there's nothing wrong with nap time. But let me tell you, the illustration is this. The devil will feed you and feed you. He might even in your mind bless you. So you just get fat and sassy and sleepy and think everything's okay in this life and you slumber in the middle of the worst battle of the ages. Everybody say, wake up. Everybody say, power up. Speak up. Clean up. Wake up. And then number five, lift up. Somebody say lift up. Let me show you this. He says this, prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. I want to say draw near. 
That phrase, draw near, really has to do with worship. (gasps) One of the real applications of drawing near in Scripture is you draw near in worship to God. What does the Scripture say? We enter His gates with what? We enter His gates with thanksgiving and we come into His courts with... Listen, warriors, listen, men and women of God. Hey, if you're going to be take your place in this warfare and awaken the warrior within you, you've got to draw near and worship to God because understand something. Worship is one of the greatest weapons of war you and I could ever use against the powers of darkness. He cannot take it. In fact, if we had time, we'd go back and study Satan's uh, uh, origin. Did you know Satan used to be a leader of worship in heaven? His very body. Some of you never heard this before. I'll prove it to you later from Scripture. You could probably Google it and find out. Uh, but his very body, according to Scripture, was an instrument. And his body declared uh, the praises of God. But he sinned in heaven. And, and he was fought. And the Bible says he fell like lightning. And he was a worshiper and then he began to worship himself and it got him in a pickle but uh, and so he knows the power of worship in this life he knows that when you begin to worship and praise and magnify the name of God it causes hell to quiver and quake and to and to shake in insecurity because the people of God have begun to worship oh Jehoshaphat Second Chronicles 20. Oh man, I'd love to go there and preach from that for a day or two. You read it later. But it says, when they began to sing and to praise. This is 2020. This is 2020 vision right here when it comes to spiritual warfare. Hey, when, when they began to sing and they began to praise Him, the Lord set ambushments against the people. Come on now, somebody say amen. Listen, in your darkest hour, in your lowest place, in your weakest moment, you can begin to praise Him. Old timey days, there was a man by the name of Russ, Russ Taff who used to sing a song when you're up against a struggle that shattered all your dreams. When your hopes have been cruelly crushed by Satan's manifested schemes. When you feel the urge within you to submit to earthly something, earthly fear. What's the next line? Don't let the something, something. But what you do is praise the Lord. <laughs> Y'all didn't know that was coming, did you? But what a truth. In your darkest place, you praise Him. Right? If you don't, if you miss everything else, catch this. Your best weapon, one of your best weapons of war against the devil is worship to God. Warriors are worshipers. Some of the most manly thing, guys, you could do is get on your knees and lift up your hands. Worship. Everyone say, power up. Everyone say, speak up. Everyone say, clean up. Say, wake up. Say, lift up. And number six, step up. Look at here what he said. Look at here. Look at here now. Look at what he said. He said, let them come up. 
He said, these men of war, as they prepare themselves and they awaken, let them come up. Everyone say, come up. Let me just say it this way. It's time to step it up. It's time to step it up to a whole new level. It's time to, it's time to change the game and get in the game and say, I'm stepping up. I'm getting up. I'm stepping up. I'm going to step up into the presence of God. I'm stepping it up as a dad. I'm stepping it up as a mom. I'm stepping it up as grandma, grandpa. I'm stepping it up as a brother and sister. I'm stepping it up as a teenager. I'm stepping into this thing called spiritual warfare and I'm going to do what God has for me to do. It's time to step it up. Somebody tell somebody. We got to step it up around here. I'm coming up. I'm not going down. I'm coming up. You see yourself as a mighty man of war. You stir yourself up. You're not going to step down. I'm stepping up. I'm not staying down on that level. I'm coming up to another level. I'm not fighting the devil on his turf. I'm not going down into his place. Hey, I'm looking down on him under the authority of all. I'm stepping up to another level of understanding about who I am in Christ and about this spiritual battle that's called warfare. I'm not going to be down there uh, fighting on his terms. I'm coming up. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me and I'm stepping it up. Tell somebody I'm stepping it up. How about you? It's time to step it up. Psalm 24, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully. Everybody say step it up. I love Psalm 110, verses 1 through 3. You read it later. Make a notation. But here's what it says. Your people will volunteer freely in the day of your authority or in the day of your power. We're living in the day of the power of God. Your people, this is a prophetic understanding about the church. Your people will volunteer freely. What happened on Pentecost at the day of the power? People began to volunteer. They began to step up. They kneeled down and accepted Christ. And then they stepped up and the church was born. These disciples, these fishers of fish became fishers of men. And they stepped it up to a whole new level. Could I tell you, Peter, who had denied the Lord and broken the heart, his own heart, and broken the heart of God, he repented and he got right with God and he stepped up. Come on. And it's not, it's never too late to step up. You say, but preacher, I've done this, I've done that, I've been here, I've been there. Hey, and, and yeah, it's all in the past. Now it's time to step out of that and step into Him and step up to what He has for us to do. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not too late for us. Whew. Step up. My people will volunteer freely in the day of your power. Hey, I thank God for the nursery workers that volunteer. Amen. I thank God for the ushers that volunteer. Amen. I thank God for every volunteer, every every support structure in this church. But let me tell you who I think we ought to really begin to realize that the, the nursery workers, the ushers, the, the 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 left and the right, the this and the that, all of us need to volunteer for this spiritual battle called warfare. And step it up. And finally today, what I see in this passage of Scripture Let's see if I've got, oh, i got ten minutes. Everybody smile. Not only do we need to step up, but we got to change up. I'm not a baseball guy, but there's a pitch called change up. 
I think it starts out one way and changes. I don't know the definition of a change it, but let me let me show you what he says. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. In other words, there's some things that need to change. How many of you know there's some things that need to change in all of us? How many of you know the God who never changes is busy about the business of changing things? But He will not change you unless you allow Him to. The Bible says He'll transform us. He'll change us. But listen, as God's people powered up by the Holy Spirit, if, if, if there's some things in your life that need to change, there's some things you and I may need to change. And I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's an attitude. Maybe it's a mindset. Maybe it's moving from observer to participant. Maybe it's moving from the back row in life to the front row and getting in the front row in the battle of the fray. I've got some old Vietnam War vets who, who they talk about walking point, being the point man. And that, and that in, in life, they would say, you know, when you first got there, the last thing you want to do was be the point man walking through the jungle, uh, uh, you know, in the face of the enemy. He said, but as you got there, while people started fighting for point, they want to be the point man. They want to get out in the fray and be the first to engage the enemy. Things began to change. If you go, if some things in your life need to change, you and I may need to change some things. Let me just give you some thoughts. Our focus. Most of us are focused on making a living. Listen, the reason you and I need to make a living, he said, beat your plowshares into swords. He's saying, you might need to change some things. Hey, let me just say this. Uh, uh, we got to make a living. But Pastor Ron says you got to make a life and then you got to make a difference. If you're going to make a difference, you do have to make a living. But understand, we need to change our focus. Most people think that I'm here to make a living and get blessed and hold the fort and, and, and more money, more this, more that. And I thank God for all those things. The Bible says He gives us all good things to enjoy. But in these days, remember, we're living in the last days. In these days, my friend, we need to change our perspective. This is not to, uh, 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 a time for us to just enjoy the, the fat of the land. It's time for us to take what God has given us and use it for His glory, for the victory of God and the defeat of the devil and His, his demons. Somebody say amen. There's some things that need to change in my life, in your life, in all of our lives. Here's one that may need to change. And He just says it out loud. Our words. The way we think about ourselves and the way we speak about ourselves. He said, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say. Other passages, let the poor say, I am rich. In other words, I'm changing even the way I speak because Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so we may need to change the way. Look at ourselves in the mirror. Donnie, I'm going to use you. Donnie, here's what you need to do in the morning. Look yourself in the mirror. Regardless what what, what uh, your beloved Carmen thinks, you look yourself in the mirror and say, you're a mighty man of God. 
And Carmen, you need to look say, that's right, you are. I'm a soldier in the army of God. That's right, yes, you are. I'm not weak, I'm strong. Are you with me? Say amen. Begin to speak the word of the Lord over your own life, your family. You got somebody that's struggling with certain things. You know, I've got a friend, uh, who in his past, I think I told you about it. He, in his past life, he struggled with drugs and, 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 and had an addictive per- behavior. He said, he said, you know, you're hanging around a drug addict. No, I said, no, I'm not. You're not a drug addict. He said, no, you're right. I'm not a drug addict. I'm a, I'm a former drug addict. I'm a child of God. I'm not going to say he was doing it in jest. You know, I'm a drug. You're hanging out with a, with a doper. I, you're not a doper. I'm not a doper. Everybody say we're not dopers. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not weak. You're strong. Come on. We need to change some things. Whoo. If you need scripture, Isaiah 54, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Psalm 91, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my strong tower. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 1 John 4.4, greater is He that's in me than he that is in the world. It's time to awaken the warrior within us. It's time to go to war for our friends and family. Do spiritual battle. Be men and women of valor. I love what Joel said. He said, and, and, and I might not say this, the mighty men were sleeping. He said, awaken the mighty men. He didn't say, awaken those weak, numb skulls who are asleep. He says, wake them up. Or they need to just wake up. They're mighty men. They just need to wake up. And so I'm going to ask all the mighty men and all the mighty women to stand up this morning. And as we close out this service, we're going to pray for an awakening to come to our spirit. Oh, thank You, Jesus. Father, today I thank You that You entrusted us in these latter days. Joel just prophesied about it, but we're living it. Isaiah just prophesied about it, but we're living it, Lord. You entrusted us with the gospel and the message of the saving grace of God. You entrusted us with the Spirit of God to stand strong against the powers of God. Storm the gates of hell. Lord, today, awaken us. Awaken the warrior within each of us. In Jesus' name.